Say your name and what you do. Chris Velosky, and I own a business. <laughs> Hi, my name is Marissa Kelly, and I also own a business. This is the Business AF Podcast, where it's all business most of the time. We're live. Welcome back to Business AF. It's just me right now. We're waiting for our guests as well as my co-host. He got stuck in some traffic, but I do want to bring in someone that is close to me as well as going to be helping us on some projects soon. And you've seen her before. And Sarah, she's wearing Hi. a hat. <laughs> Making my pumpkin cold brew. Who else is? The basic life, you know? <laughs> um, you look totally like an Instagram post right do now. I? <laughs> oh my gosh. Maybe we anyways. need to do one. <laughs> we should, right? Um, anyways, so today we were talking about um, processes and how um, a process will help you in your business. And actually, um, it's kind of a relevant topic because there's growth happening in my business as well as yours, Sarah. Um, and if we don't have processes in place, we are screwed. And look, our guest is here. The Marine Rapper is welcome, here. Welcome, welcome. Can you hear What's us? Up? Yeah, I can. What's up? Can you I can't hear you. Can you oh, hear there me? we go. Yeah, yeah. Can you cool. see both can of see us? us? Can you see both there of us? There we go. Yeah, I can see both of you. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I can see both of you. Let me move it over here a little bit. The red headphones. Dialing today. Yeah, I got everything has to match, you know? <laughs> everything has to match. Even when I'm in the studio, it's all about the mood, you know? Yeah. So obviously, TMR, I know you. Um, Sarah is not familiar with <laughs> you. So why don't you do a little intro and let people know who you are, what you do, and uh, why you're here today. Yo, what's up? So Sarah and everybody else that's tuned in today, um, I go by the Marine Rapper. Uh, real name, my government is Raymond Lott with two T's because it's a lot. <laughs> um, but um, I am a... 10-year Marine Corps veteran. Uh, I've been to Iraq, Afghanistan. Uh, I was a journalist. Um, so if you've seen Full Metal Jacket, um, you know what I do. Basically, I was a journalist. Uh, I went through boot camp. I was a Marine, became a Marine, and then they gave you a job. And the job they gave me was a journalist, and I got attached to infantry battalions. So I would go out on patrols and combat missions and stuff like that and write stories on these troops. Um, so I was always writing, 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 doing a lot of journalism and stuff like that. So it kind of was the early beginnings of my career that I do now, uh, which I'm still a writer, I'm still a lyricist, but I just do it in a different way. I still tell the stories of, of the troops, but I just do it in a musical way. Mm -hmm. um, but that was the early beginnings, uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, seen a little, wow. little combat here, humanitarian uh, missions. Uh, we gave fresh water to, to kids who needed it. Um, we gave you know fresh food. Uh, medical aid. There's people who needed help out in the villages. We made sure that they were good. Um, we, you know, gave out like footballs. They call it footballs, but it's soccer balls, uh, footballs, um, flags, things like that. Like we did a lot of good stuff, you know, and then we had to deal with a little bit of stress in between. Uh, but I got to document all that through my articles and I sent them home and um, also sent home some pictures. And some of those pictures actually um, won some awards and got some people some recognition uh, because those were pictures were like evidence that those individuals were in those firefights and and did those great things for uh, Iraqi and Afghan individuals. Uh, 
And so it was cool to be a part of that history to just help and like actually serve individuals uh, of our own, like Americans, as well as, you know, Iraqis and Afghans and also the British. We were serving with the British as well um, over in Afghanistan as well. So it was good to do some joint operations out there as well and 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 serve as much as I can as a Marine Corps journalist. Uh, and then when I got out, um, I basically decided, hey, I'm gonna just pay forward all the skills that I learned as like a journalist and a researcher. And it like led to like a whole bunch of like my my raps because uh, I got into doing a lot of battle rapping. And if you battle rap somebody, you have to know how to research, like look them up really good. Right. <laughs> to, the, to the point, to the point where you just like, whatever, can't even, they can't even rebuttal, you know? Like, yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> They're like, so, how did you even know that? I can't even beat that at all. <laughs> so. I just I just knew that I was a researcher and I didn't know I didn't know how I was doing it at first. I just knew it started being successful. Okay. But but um so my first thing that that actually got successful online um after I learned how to use Instagram and YouTube and stuff was I did a battle rap against the anti-military teacher and I just like looked him up, found out, you know, what he's all about and he was just discouraging one of his students from joining the Marine Corps. And I'm just like, I'm the Marine rapper. I have to say something. So I researched this teacher. Um, he was just very mean to his students. And he also, like, you know, when I matched him up against me, as far as, like, academically, I, like, have more degrees than him and stuff. So I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, he wants to pick on a little kid. I'm going to pick on him. So, like, playing the, like, Batman role, you know, kind of like yeah, that type of thing. And then it went viral. It got a million views and things like that wow. online. Um, and I was just like, oh, okay, that's what I got to do. So I started, like... Yeah. I started like battling and dissing like the bad guys online and, and, <laughs> and putting out patriotic rap, which is kind of like an oxymoron because rap yeah. was started because it was anti-establishment, uh, you know, yeah. like fight the power, F the police, things like that. And so I was bringing a polarizing uh, take on hip hop music saying, hey, I was in the Marine Corps and I'm going to tell you about my story. And people started to relate to it because if you are uh, hip hop, you still respect what I do because I'm telling you where I'm coming from and it's legit because I have people who back it up. So hip hop's about authenticity. So it doesn't matter what you do. Um, you could be straight, gay, military, whatever, as long as you're authentic and you're real, nobody can take that away from you. And hip hop was started to tell the stories. Like, um, and I know that because Ice-T who was an army veteran, he like kicked some game to me. And I was like, wow, you know, like as long as you're authentic and you're like telling the truth, like nobody can take that away from you. People will like it or hate it, but at least you're making them feel something. And that's what I learned. Like I, yeah. I paid for it all my storytelling, my research abilities into my hip hop music to make people feel something, whether it's positive or negative to make a change out in the world. And that's what I'm doing now um, as an artist, as well as a label owner. Now I'm teaching other people how to do that. Um, mm -hmm. And now we're at a point to where I run an all military label. We kickstarted our album successfully um, through yeah. Kickstarter, which is, like hip hop albums don't really do that good on like Kickstarter, but it happened, it worked. Yeah. Um, and we were successfully funded. So now I'm able to pay these artists uh, money. So just so they can create music. So they got out of the military and now they're able to do what they love. And that's what I'm doing now. So kind of like doing the like Puff Daddy type of role of the military music. So that's where I'm at now. <laughs> Puff Daddy. Nice. Oh yes. Is this another nickname? The Puff Daddy of, <laughs> of um startups around no nah, he's just one of my he's just one of my like you know somebody i look up to and an idol and stuff like that but um 
But I'm yeah. my own person. I'm Mr. Lot. You know, you Mr. might see me Lott. on a different day. Uh, so does anybody Mar Marissa can break it up, huh? Yeah. Anybody call you by your actual name, or do you always go by the Marine Rapper? Oh, uh, no. I mean, if I introduce myself, I go, I'm the Marine Rapper. Then the second reference, somebody goes TMR. Um, if I'm in my American flag jacket, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. I'll, I'll explain, it. explain it. Explain it, Marissa. Explain I it. I will explain it. There's so like five of you. Raymond yeah. has three different personalities. Not personalities in terms of, like, I think three different presentations, three different like <laughs> that's awesome. identities, right? <laughs> One of them is TMR, the Marine rapper, and that's when he's wearing his American flag okay. uh, jacket. Um, then the other one is Raymond, when he's wearing um, a blazer and like a Bunker Labs t-shirt and like some jeans and casual. This is casual. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, maybe a hat, right? Like you're wearing maybe. a hat. And then um, the third one is Mr. Lot, and that's like all business. Okay. And do you wear, you don't wear a hat, right? You don't wear a hat at all. It's just like your, your this is mohawk. My mohawk. But this yeah. is TM, this is T, this is like battle TMR though. Like I wear this <laughs> when I do my like battle raps, you know, those videos. Like. <laughs> so he has fourth one now. Nice. You got four. Which one do you yeah. like the best? Oh. They all, they all need each other. They, they all need each other. They complement <laughs> each because other. Because without the Marine rapper, you know, Mr. Lot wouldn't have nothing to sell. So that's true. That's true. So um, thank you for the intro and, and really telling us about uh, how you got where you're going. Um, while you were doing your intro, my co-host joined us. This is Chris. I don't know if you've ever met Chris. You probably What's met up, him Chris? at WeWork, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Sarah's going to switch out. Switch out. Uh, yeah. Um, Should we like? So today we're, we want to talk a little bit about the business side. And obviously you mentioned that in your um in your uh, intro about, you know, helping other artists kind of like being a, the puff daddy and really getting people out there. Um, and we want to talk a little bit about processes. So you mentioned Kickstarter starter and like all of this other things, like how are you like a one man show? Like you do everything. <laughs> <right>? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she likes I, your laugh. <laughs> I write stuff down. Oh, wow. Whoa. You write stuff down. So you write raps and you write processes. And I, and I manifest it. This is yeah. what I wrote. Kickstarter will de depends on you. That's true. That's true. I think, I think, um, what is your experience with Kickstarter? I know that like it's very flashy. I think we see like, I mean, personally, I see a lot of campaigns, um, and everyone like loves that idea of being able to have their projects and their ideas funded by other people. But like, what was your experience with like setting that all up? Like, can you talk us through that? Um, okay. Well, I would say it was mental. I, I know it might sound crazy, but it was really mental. Um, and I don't mean mental as in like the British word mental, like crazy. <laughs> it yeah. was, I mean, mental as in like, I, I wrote it down because you know, I don't know why, but I could feel people wishing that I would fail. In my mind, I could feel people wishing that I would fail. And so having that opposition, I thrive off of opposition, you know, having something to grind against, mm -hmm. that motivated me to get the tasks that I need to get done every day and to be innovative. So I grew up uh, one of five um, in Oceanside, California, but my mom was a single mother at times, you know, before she got with, you know, my stepdad and stuff. So there was a lot of times where we struggled, like we had to decide whether water or electricity, 
my mom would like turn on the cable just so we could watch TV. Like she was a hustler. So she figured out how to do stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And an innovator. So like when I was growing up, if I wanted an action figure, she could afford an action figure, like a $5 action figure at the time. But I was like, Hey, can I get the base? Like the Ninja Turtle base or whatever? She's like, no, make it. And I was like, what? You know? So she couldn't afford the whole like hundred dollar base or whatever it was, but she got me the Ninja Turtle. So what I would do was I would get a cardboard box and I would make it into a sewer and make my Ninja Turtles go through it and all of that type of stuff and have little pizza parties with the Ninja Turtles and stuff in the cardboard box. Um, so those were the, the early kind of like tracings of ingenuity and mind over matter type of thing. Mm-hmm. So now fast forward to the Kickstarter, it's all going to be connected. Fast forward to the Kickstarter. I was thinking, Hey, like, dude, you were able to monetize rapping to people who don't like rap. You're going to, you're going to succeed on this Kickstarter. So all you have to do is be more uh, ingenious. So I got with my team. I have two other people who I started networking, two other uh, military vet rappers. And we, we built up a group called Space Force. That's why I have this like NASA jacket on. Yes. But NASA jacket. But, but Space Force, we kind of like talk about, we talk about life, but we use like space kind of like, you know, language a lot of times. And like when you listen to it, it's not gimmicky, but it, it, you, you, it's like the feeling of openness and freedom and all of that. Um, but so I started collaborating with them, making music with them. And I was like, OK, since this Kickstarter is going on, you need to be more genius. Might as well team up with some people because you can't do it by yourself. Um, so like I teamed up with them because I know I couldn't be a one-man band. Like a lot of stuff I do is one-man band, like my video editing and my audio production and stuff, but I need help. So I got with the other guy who was in the Air Force. He's good at operations. And I got with the other guy who's good at content. So I said, hey, what can we do to up the Kickstarter? And we decided, hey, we just need to showcase everybody who donates to the Kickstarter. So what we started doing was we used the album cover that we have and instead of using the actual like picture that we have in it, which is a DD-214, which is a form that you get when you get out of the military, yeah. we took that out and we put the picture of the actual person who donated. So we started posting that to my social media because I have the largest following. And then yeah. that gave people FOMO. And so they wanted to donate, whether it was a dollar, $5, 20. And then so we started flipping that, flipping that, flipping that. And then we got more and more donations. And then also through the bigger connections that I got through Bunker Labs, as well as like Black Rifle Coffee, and uh, GCO Consulting and Jack Mandeville and the people who I've literally been, it's crazy because I was battle rapping these guys throughout the year, making connections and going to these mixers and things like this. So they got to know me. So they saw me hustling. So towards the end of my Kickstarter, they started donating more money uh, because they saw the hustle, they saw the hunger um, mm-hmm. and they saw that how bad that I wanted it. And then people started to believe and they wanted this Kickstarter to uh, succeed. Um, so that's why I said earlier, like Mr. Lot couldn't, couldn't survive without the Marine rapper. Cause he was the guy doing all the raps, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but the main thing to kind of like get back to the question, the main thing that made the Kickstarter successful was like mind over matter and like ingenuity and thinking like, what do I have? That's nothing that I can make into something. Cause if you think about it, internet and social media is like nothing. It's like, it's not tangible. You know what I mean? Right. But I was just like, what do we have? I was like, I have video editing skills, I have Photoshop skills, I have personality and I have a whole bunch of vets who believe in this cause. How right. can we rally them up and make it happen? And then we did it through uh, aesthetic means and we did it through just giving back to the community. Yes, uh, that's amazing. I love that you've done collaborations with these people. I've 
seen it manifest from you doing a solo thing to like all these collaborations and I don't know, like your your Instagram is like on fire all the time, you know, tons of stories. Um, so you talk about, you know, these people that you're partnering with in terms of their skills and, you know, kind of using that in Kickstarter. I would like to know, is there anyone that you have yet to collaborate with that you want to? And it's like a dream collaboration. Shaggy. Me? Shaggy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah. Shaggy. Okay. Let's tag him in the story, the next story. Yeah. Cause he's the, he's just like the, for, for me, the biggest like Marine Corps uh, musical inspiration. Mm-hmm. Like, cause he comes from that. He understands it. He understands being late to formation because he was in the studio. He understands all that cause he was a Marine. So I've always wanted to like collaborate with Shaggy. Um, but more, but more so like the point I'm at now, I want to like soak up game from like Puff Daddy and like yeah. Jay-Z. Like that's, I'd rather soak up game from them and then bring it back and then build up my own empire. And then people come to us yeah. then kind of like be a fan, so to speak. I'd, yeah. I'd rather be a student of it. So if you ask me if I had a choice, it would be like on the executive level. Like, okay. Like P Diddy. Yeah. I would love to sit down and be like, Hey, like, can you can you give me some sa- uh, time saving tips? Because I know you've been through it all. Like, who to invest in, who not to invest in. Um, what's the what's the musical trends of the future? Things like that. I want to know that. I want to know where I should go. What, where should I invest my my money? Because we have a little bit of money now, so I'm like, okay, where should I invest it? You know, how should I spend it? Should I spend money on trying to get it on the radio? And he's like, he should be like, you know, oh no, don't do that, do this or whatever. I want to know what to do so I don't waste time and money on certain things where. I know he's been there, done that. Right. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I just want to know how. What? How did he come up with his name? Oh, the Marine rapper. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's I mean from, the Marine, he's but, in the Marines. But why the Marine Marine rapper? I have so many names. So yeah. So my name, my name is Raymond. Yeah. So my name at first was I used to be I used to be four foot eleven and like ninety pounds in so. high school. So. My name is Raymond, so it started with an R, and then I run fast, like, and I was big into like Sonic the Hedgehog at the time. So my name was Ar- like Arsenic. I changed it into Arsenic, like Ar- Arsenic, like a small but powerful poison. Arsenic was my first rap name. Actually, not my first one, but I want to tell you my first one because it's embarrassing. But that's my second, <laughs> my second rap name. And then I was just like, uh, no, I'm gonna split it up and I'm gonna turn- change it into Arsonic, like just R and Sonic, like Raymond Sonic and then Arsonic. Um. And that was AR Sonic. And then it, I just dropped off the A and then it was R Sonic. And then, then as I got more popular on YouTube and I did some viral videos um, online, I asked out Betty White to the ball. Um, she ended up saying no. And then I ended up taking uh, Sarah Connor to the ball and wow. I started getting popular. And then on YouTube, when YouTube, like right when it started and people, and then I was still in the Marine Corps. So like, don't do the social media stuff. And then right when they said that, I knew I had to get out because I knew I was like ahead. I knew my brain was too ahead Mm -hmm. uh, because they told me social media was the devil at the time. And I was just like, no, it's not. Trust me, let's use it. And they're like, nah. And I was just like, I love the Marine Corps, but like for me, I needed to do something else because I feel like I could help more people on the outside with social media. And then as I started getting more popular, people were saying, oh, that Marine rapper guy, that Marine rapper guy. And I was into marketing. Mm -hmm. I started getting into marketing. I was like, wait a minute, hold up. If I just go by the Marine rapper, people will ask me a question and it's like, 
it's a conversation starter. They're like, hey, were you a Marine? Did you serve? And I'm like, I'm going to just scratch everything else and go by the Marine Rapper. So basically, fans started to name me the Marine Rapper, and that's how I came up with it. Yeah. And it worked now. It's a it's a crazy marketing <laughs> marketing. Well, thing. I think that I mean I think that a lot of people it, it kind of reminds us of when we wanted to start this podcast because we were like oh let's come up with like a cool name that kind of incorporates both of our personalities and blah 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 and we were like brainstorming for like an hour and then we're like we want to talk about business and we want to talk to business owners why don't we just call it business AF yeah and that's how it came about. Because it's like, it's crazy because it, it the name is polarizing at the same time and I love it. Because it's like business and you're like, okay. And then you're like AF. You're like, whoa, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're in episode eight right now. We're growing it. You know, we just added Sarah to help, help us with the Instagram. She's good with Instagram. So <laughs> you'll probably be on the story in a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I will share it. Okay. Oh, look, he's yeah. going to share. Yeah. So um, talking about Instagram, is that like your main platform that you want to use now? I mean, I know you use it a lot, but like I do see you sometimes on LinkedIn and, and, and Facebook. What do you think is like where you need to be? It just, I look at it as anything else. It just depends on what, what work you're doing, what job you're doing. So mm -hmm. you're not going to use a shovel if you need to hammer some nails. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. So if I know if I need to hammer some nails, I'm going to LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> if I need to, if I need to, if I need to uh, move some sand, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to you know Instagram. But like the analogy that I'm using is like, I wanted to be more precise with my targeting and who I'm talking to. And even though I may not have that many people to respond to my like my post on mm -hmm. LinkedIn, I only need like five people to like. Yeah. To like respond because what happened was so on Insta Instagram that's where I built my fan base because Instagram's for community right. and and I know what type of individual I am I know I'm a very visual person and Instagram is very visual mm -hmm. and so I was like I could nobody's really doing a lot of like short little music videos like I started doing short sixty minute music videos and putting as much information I can in that sixty seconds on Instagram and telling them about me but like telling a story about whatever I'm telling a story about. Whether it's a battle rap, whether it's about, you know, a memorial type of thing or veterans or just celebrating something or talking about my life. Um, I put it in that 60 seconds on Instagram because it's very visual. But then I can drive and direct that traffic to a link or tell them to buy a shirt or buy my album or whatever uh, because I started to gain some fans. Then I realized I'm just like, OK, this is cool as a single artist, but I really want to go where the business is at. Yeah. So the business is on LinkedIn. So I said, how can I cater my message the same way to a different audience than flipping? I said, okay, they're business people. What do they care about? They care about telling other people about their businesses. And I said, okay, well, I can be a spokesman. How can I do it? Okay, be a spokesman through rap. So I started being like the Billy Mays of rap and making like commercials for these businesses, mm -hmm. but on LinkedIn. So other businesses would see that and like, hey, I want a little commercial that I can use for anything. So yeah. I started rapping about dog training, um, energy drinks, anything, you name it. I started rapping about whatever, but doing it in a cool way. So when, when you listen to it, you're like, this is a cool song. You're like, wait a minute. He's rapping about dog training. What? <laughs> and then, so they saw that I rapped about soap, all types of stuff, chocolate. I rapped about stuff, but I made it into like a cool song or personified something um, 
like in there's a, there's a uh, veteran owned uh, chocolate bar company. I said, you know, and the chocolate bar company, their thing is they put peppers inside of this chocolate bar. So they're hot, they're hot chocolate bars. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, okay, well, if I talk about their business of selling chocolate bars, that's cool. But like, how can I make it relatable to like a big audience, which is female? Cause they're, you're, you guys are consumers. I was mm -hmm. like, um, besides my lady ain't a thing sweet. I was like, oh, perfect. That's a cool slogan. And then, <laughs> And so like I, I made a song called Besides My Lady Ain't a Thing Sweet for the chocolate bar company. And I started talking about a chocolate bar, but saying the only thing that's sweet is my lady. And then everybody started relating to it. And then it started, you know, taking off because I realized the name of the game was personification on these business raps. So right. I started doing that, started getting popular. Started so like just to give you some context, we only get 70% of a song on Insta on um we only get 70% of a song on iTunes. So I only get 70 cents when you pay that dollar. Yeah. So think, but then I have to wait every quarter. So I only get 70 cents every three months. And I was just like, no, nah, that's not right. Musicians and artists, we don't get paid enough. Like, how can we do this? So I, I started charging $200 each little rap 60 seconds on LinkedIn. And that's how I started to generate revenue on LinkedIn. Yeah. And then, and then drive, and then drive traffic back to my Instagram to build the community. They see that I was a good person. So they trust me, then go back to LinkedIn. And it was just like, they worked off of each other. So to like, I know it's a long answer to your question, but you need, you need both. You need both of them. Uh, for me, for me, I use, that was my method. I was using both of them and I still use both of them because I know a lot of people are on LinkedIn. I know a lot of people on Instagram. And then I started bringing link, LinkedIn crowd over to Instagram and Instagram crowd over to LinkedIn. But you just have to be like, okay, what's my business? And then say, how can I cater it to my audience in a way that they would understand that they would care about? Because you, th at the end of the day, it's like, how do I provide value to my audience? Yeah. Right. And then, and then you go, how do I, and then you think, okay, the next question is, how do I provide value to my audience on LinkedIn? And then you go, say so it's every in anything you do, you go, hey, like where am I at? Okay, I'm on LinkedIn. Like, do they care about like videos so much? Maybe if I make it relate to them. Yes. Do you do I care about an email or do I care about like a blog post on Instagram? Maybe if I make a meme out of it. You see what I'm saying? So you right. just have to cater it to your audience. So mm -hmm. the answer is. It just depends. It just depends on like how creative and how ingenious you are. But I feel like you can recycle content from Instagram or LinkedIn and vice versa if you're smart enough. And I'm pretty sure you guys can do that too. But I just want to share those gems with you guys. So that's what I did. I just recycled content or a quote and then I put it into a meme and then I put it on Instagram. Or yeah. if I'm going to LinkedIn, I made it into a business post and I talk different. I'm saying, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen presenting <laughs> you know what i mean it's just a different, just a different world. or or i might not or i'm on instagram and i'm like or i mean or i'm or i might be on linkedin i'll be like yo what's up business owners i don't care what y'all are doing this is what i do i own it what's up who wants to who wants to get a new commercial and they're like whoa i do <laughs> you know what i mean so like sometimes sometimes you you want to have that shock and awe to it and sometimes you may not disruptive you know, I might go on Instagram. Sometimes on Instagram, I'm wearing a suit, and they're like, "Whoa, what's what's this?" Because I want to, I want to break it up. Yeah, nice plot so twist. Would you say that you try to usually go against the grain to try to make a an impression? I always go against the grain. Always. Yeah. Like if somebody, no, I really do. Like it's that's why Marissa's like she doesn't know what's gonna happen when I'm at a mixer when she sees me at a mixer because like sometimes I'll be like, "Yo, uh, I'll come in this or I'll come in that or 
I think everybody's going to be dressed like this, so I'm going to dress the total opposite. Oh my gosh, yeah. I love it. I do. Like, like I was at um, we're at a military influencer conference recently, and, and the first day I dressed up in my American flag jacket. That's what everybody expected. And no, the second, I saw the, him on the street. I was like, no way. I know the jacket. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know. Oh so, my gosh. And, then, and then I was in the middle of DC too. So, yeah. like, you know. They see this. They see this very patriotic dude, you know, and they're just like, "Wait a minute!" How do I provide? He's 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 very patriotic. A black dude. Yeah, I'm, it's the elephant in the room, so I have to say it. I'm a black dude with an American flag jacket on with red hair. They're like, "What's going on in the middle of D.C.?" They're like, "Uh, I don't know how to feel about it," but obviously, he does not care what anybody else thinks. And yeah. so, usually, people want to come up and talk to me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the reason I do it. I do it because I feel comfortable in it. And then if I don't feel, if I feel like I want to do something else or wear a suit or clean it up, the next day I'll do that. And that's what I did the next day. Um, but I always, I do what makes me feel good. Cause like, I always like, you know, as a um, teenager, I was bullied. I was very small, like trash can, put in lockers, all that type of stuff. And I realized like at the end of the day, you look yourself in the mirror and you have to deal with yourself. Did I make myself happy? You know what I mean? Am I Am I working out? Like, you know, I'm into working out right now. Am I working out because I'm trying to impress a girl? Or am I working out because I want to make myself feel better and more healthy or whatever? And if the answer is for somebody else, then you shouldn't do it. If the answer is for you, you should do it. Definitely. So yeah. am I am I dressed like this? Or I'm going? am I going against the grain because it's trendy? Or am I going against the grain because I know in my heart, if I look back in history, I can be like, yo, I don't care if only one person followed me after that. Like I know what I did was authentic to me and I could be proud of that decision that I made because I wanted to do it. Not because nobody else was doing it. Not because it was a trend. Not because everybody is not doing gluten because I just can't handle it. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, that, was funny. that is the quote of the day. <laughs> yeah. Use that. Use that. Use that. Yeah. No, so. like, no I'm not. I'm doing I'm keto because I want to do keto, now. not because other people are. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm not I'm not doing keto because other people are. I'm doing keto because this is what my body can handle. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. that's it. I hope that answers your question, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And I, well it's it's kind of cool that you talk about talk about this because uh one of my friends and I uh we always talk about this, you know, like you know, everyone's always trying to win the rat win the rat race pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's always trying to get after it, get the new material items, get the get the coolest thing, you know, post on Instagram, look nice, look fresh. Uh, but then you're not really doing that for yourself at the end of the day. You know, like what, so it's like, you know, like, so I'm kind of like a big believer in doing things in silence, you know, like, and then all of a sudden, like you just grow and then people, if they get to know about you, then they do, if they don't, then just is what it is. You know, like you don't do it for others, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's best to do things for yourself in your heart, do it authentically for yourself, you know, yeah. because, uh, you know, I come from the same background, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, I was a little kid in high school. I was probably like five foot or so, and, <laughs> um, which is, and I used to get bullied as well. And then, so uh, I started doing martial arts, you know, I started getting more confidence in myself. And, uh, you know, now I'm at a place in my life where, you know, like, I don't mind, you know, like, I, it kind of reminds me of Mike Tyson, you know, like, Mike Tyson talks about, he was like a scared little kid, you know, like, yeah. you know, beat everyone up, but in, m- mentally, he didn't feel like he was that big or tough, you know, mentally he felt like he was actually still at that little child getting bullied. Yeah. So he, he'd retaliate and act tough and, and bite ears and beat you up. And like, <laughs> really just 
go hard on you because yeah. he was so insecure with himself. And yeah. I felt like I was like that when I was younger, you know, like yeah. I was very insecure with myself. I joined martial arts. Then whenever someone would like to try to say something, you now I just retaliate quickly. I wouldn't yeah. even think about it. <laughs> That's why and you're then, uh, yeah, well, <clears throat> so that I feel like you that story and your story is, and like probably a lot of our stories is why we are in business because yeah. we have so like throughout our lives learned the traits to fight and keep going no matter yeah. what, right? Yeah, so mental toughness you have to have that mental toughness. Like in business, it's very important to have mental toughness because people will tell you this, it won't work. You know, you can never do it. You don't fit the demographic, all of that. Like physical toughness is one thing too. It's important to have physical toughness, but I think overall it's mental toughness because I was just working out today and the last time I did this workout, I couldn't do it. But in my mind, I was just like, you're not, are you serious? Come on, let's 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 see what you're made of. And I'm like talking to myself. It's like a guy on my shoulder saying, you can do this, but I had the mental toughness. So I was like, how did I do it when I thought my body couldn't do it? But it, it was, it all came down to my mind. Right. about how what I thought and the same thing with business it comes down to your mind somebody might be like oh no hip-hop albums never like get funded on Kickstarter and I'm just like well I'm gonna show you like we're gonna make it happen you know what I mean uh, or oh this, oh just another podcast or whatever about business no I'm gonna show you why this is different right. you know what I mean I'm gonna show you the value that we're gonna provide as the business AF podcast you yeah. know? So I feel like in fitness and all that, but I just feel like everything comes back to mental toughness. And if you have that mental toughness and that belief in yourself, then you're good. And that's why I think it's so important that you do stuff for yourself only because if you, if you do something for somebody else or another reason, that person or that thing, when it leaves, that will be your, that will be like, you know, they're pulling the chair from underneath you. But if you do it for yourself, you can be naked in the middle of nowhere and you'll still be able to survive because that mental toughness um, and that, that strength was built from within and you'll be in, they can drop you anywhere and you'll always be that same individual. Right. Uh, I, I think about that all the time. I mean, you know, fighters or uh, business people, entrepreneurs, musicians, whatever, you know, you look throughout time on the timeline and you could probably grab these individuals. You grab uh, Malcolm X, MLK, Rosa Parks, you put them today, they would still probably do the same exact thing because they have what they said, no, I'm going to do what I want to do, um, regardless of what anybody else is doing. I don't care what anybody else is doing. I have that mindset in my mind to handle my business. And I, that's what I'm going to do. So I really feel like that mental toughness is one of the most important things before you even go out and you um, kind of like partake in an endeavor, whether it's a podcast, whether it's fighting, whether it's music, whether it's social media, Instagram, if you have that mental toughness, you can go out on Instagram. Somebody could be call you names on Instagram. You know, you're running the Instagram account and you're like, I don't care. We're, <laughs> we're trying to get the word out, whatever. Cause I've been called whatever I've, I've faced any type of discrimination, uh, yeah. ra racism, hate, whatever you can imagine, death threats, on my Instagram, like people, and I tag, like, and at that point, I was like you, Chris, I was just like, bring it. I literally started tagging exactly where I'm at. I'm like, yo, I am in here, finally. <laughs> I am, I weigh, like, I'm 5'11", I weigh this much, I look like this, I'm not hiding, I'm wearing a flag jacket, like, I'm yeah. here, find me. Like, I want you guys to find, and like, for the most part, like, most people won't do it, you know how it is, Chris, most guys won't even say nothing or do nothing. It's just like, they hide behind screens and stuff like that because they really aren't tough. They're insecure within themselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and, and, and we, we try to have value in things and other people, 
when yeah. these people are broken themselves. Everybody's human, you yeah. know? So if you realize everybody's human and that that you just have to rely on yourself for that mental toughness, you'll be good. And the reason why it's so important, because you have to take care of yourself internally before you can take care of anybody else, whether it's your teammates, whether it's your fellow musicians or your fellow coworkers. Um, right. Uh, in, in business. So if you're not mentally strong, you can't run a fortune 500 company. Right. You won't be, you, you'll break, you know, somebody will break you or somebody will undercut you or whatever. And then because you were relying on something or somebody. And that's why I, I wrote that thing on the board about the Kickstarter, depending on you. Yeah. I had a team and people helped me. Definitely. My label mates helped me, but I put, it depends on you because I had to be strong for my team as well. Because they can, you know, I'm the CEO of this label. And if they look at me and I look weak, they won't believe in me. And I knew if I believed in myself and said, hey, team, we can do it. They believed in the mission as well. So yeah. mental toughness is very important. Yeah, I think that's very uh, important. Yeah, because the same with my team and I, because uh, I have a software development agency right now. And uh, uh, what it is, it's like sometimes clients come like when it's when the highs are highs, it's great. And then there's you know, lows as well. So when the lows come, you know, like I have to talk to my team and tell them, you know, like, don't worry, you know, like things will come, you know, it just takes time to get our, our foot in the door and then start running. You know, like first you have to crawl before you can walk, you know, and then, uh, so right now we're crawling, but soon we'll be able to walk. And then after we can walk, then we'll be able to run, but it takes time. And like, you can't give up, you know, like, because if you give up, then that's just a given up venture that you never seen its full potential through, you know? And I think it's very important to be, mentally tough um mm -hmm. because uh, you don't know what can come out of it you don't right. like one day like it might be shitty and then the next day it just all of a sudden you get overloaded with things and it just yeah. blows up you don't know what it may be but yeah i mean of course you need to have the right strategy in place too i yeah. think but um definitely it takes time to get there you know it won't happen overnight it's so easy to give up you know i see people give up all the time and i don't understand it you know like mm -hmm. i guess because for me i've i've it's, it's hard for me to give anything up that I started. So yeah. when I see other people give up, either I think they're mentally weak or they just don't have it in them. They're not in the right place. Uh, and But I, I really want people to be as strong as possible. You know, like We all have our own insecurities. We all have our own troubles. But you can't let those things get in the way of your your dream, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, Sarah, did you want to say something? You said you wanted to say something. You gotta get back on the camera. I know, I'm kind of taking it all in. Everything you're saying, I feel like even when I walked in today, I was telling Marissa, I was like, I'm kind of like struggling with you know, this situation with this girl and comparing myself. And I just feel like what you said, authenticity can never be taken away is such a powerful word. And that something I was thinking about last night was, you know, when we don't hide, when we don't um, pretend to be something we're not, mm -hmm. or just try to fit into the box of what society tells us to be, like, we can walk fully in, in our identity and not mm -hmm. the labels other people try to put on us. Because um, it is a cage sometimes to feel like you have to measure up to what everybody else is doing, what everybody else is saying. And that's you know, great for a while, but it just gets old. It's draining because you're yeah. like, man, I literally can't meet everyone's expectations. Um, and that's something I've had to learn a lot of years in ministry because I've been serving in ministry for a long time. And it's church is an awesome place, but it's also a place where you have to kind of do you, take your course, what you feel called to do, mm -hmm. not what everybody else is kind of 
putting on you. So mm -hmm. I just feel encouraged by all your words and I'm just sitting here taking uh, it all in. Oh, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And what I noticed too, like I questions are very important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I went through and I'm, I'm going to tell you what I mean by questions, but I, you know, becoming a social media influencer, which I didn't want to like really, but it happened on accident because I started getting popular. Influencer. influencer. We're all quote unquote. Um, influencer, influencer, I describe as this because, like, some people may think I'm like lower on the totem pole, but like, if you can generate revenue off of your influence, I feel you're successful. <laughs> like, yeah. I, this is all I do. Like, I all I do is music. So, like, I'm just like, you become an influencer when, when you know, a kid was going to join the army, but he listened to your song, he joined the Marine Corps instead, said he'll see you in three months, came back and messaged you and said, I'm a Marine now. That's influence. Yeah. Like a dude did that. Like I have that message. He's just like, hey, your music sounds so dope. It sounds like the Marine Corps is so awesome that I'm joining the Marine Corps instead. And he joined the Marine Corps instead and told me, hey, I'm back. I'm a Marine now. I was like, bruh. <laughs> like, you're like, I was just like, you made a life decision because my you listened to a, a, a three minute song. Wow. Yeah. You know, but it was just crazy. Like that's, that's the type of influence that I care about anyway. You know, I'm telling you guys because out of sake of like, you know, subject matter, but like, those are the things, not how many streams or how many songs you sold, like yeah. how many people's life you impacted or touched their heart. And, that's good. and so that's my why. And that's what I was talking about, about the question. Oh, you have to figure out your why. Your why. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, it's it's your why. So like you you may be comparing yourself to a girl or, you know, Chris might be comparing yourself to some MMA fighter or Marissa, some social media person or business person or whatever, or me to another rapper. But yeah. like I said, I said, yo, what's my why? Like, why do I need to be this type of musician mm -hmm. why do i need to be this type of fighter why do i need to look like this why do i need to like post some selfies or whatever i have to do or why do i have to make this much uh revenue or whatever off of my social media uh marketing and i was just like yo i don't need to like what do i care about the most mm -hmm. what do i care about the most and why am i doing this and then when i realized why i was doing it all those other things shed just like just like a uh what's it called Freaking artichoke, <laughs> artichoke leaves just came off, and then I got to the heart of it. Yeah, um, so I realized you saw that. Um, all those, all those years, but um, yeah, no, like I realized that. I realized, yeah. Imagine in person when I see you guys in person, right. but um, but uh, yeah, it just, I just realized that things were important, and things, you know, family's important, friends are important, close friends are important, like those tight relationships, those real relationships. It's like, and and there's lots of situations where I ran into situations where somebody would be jealous of somebody else, but I knew that other person, like I knew that I knew their heart, like for real, for real. Yeah. And I'm like, and and they're like, yo, like they're so much prettier than me or whatever. I'm just like, <laughs> I was like, you don't know that you don't know them. They actually are jealous of you, but they won't tell you. Right. So, for example, like on your point, as you're saying, you're like this other girl, like this other girl, she probably won't tell you or whatever, but she's like, <laughs> she probably thinks you're dope. Like, and you don't even know it. She's probably like, wow, she's so pretty. Da, 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 da. Like, and you, she won't even tell you, but she's going about and you're like, oh my gosh, her pictures, her selfies are the best. This is, so, you know what I'm saying? Like that type of thing. Or you might be like, oh, this fighter is in the UFC or this fighter is doing this or doing that. But then 
you, Chris, are the person who influences this younger kid who is bullied. He becomes a UFC fighter. He becomes an MMA fighter or whatever. And he ends up being bigger than the original person where you thought he was like the man. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's like, what is more impactful? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or Marissa, you might, you might, you might um, not be Gary V, but you may influence somebody who ends up being big, bigger than Gary V or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, it's like wh- that's how I look at it. It's like who is actually affecting people in the terms of legacy, in the terms of actual like ROI, return of in- investment. Is it just one? Is it a hundred? Is it a thousand? Are you changing a whole culture? Are you really influencing people? Like, are you influencing people in another area of expertise? Like the fact that Todd Connor, the uh, CEO of Bunker Labs, had me in his presentation as the person who influenced him. I was like. What? What? Because <laughs> he he believed in me to like you know run the uh, San Diego chapter of Bunker Labs for a little bit, and I'm like I'm just a rapper, and he's just like yo you know set it up or whatever, and I set it up, and I just used you know my social media to like get the right people in there, and we made it happen. But it was just crazy that you know somebody who I looked up to said that I influenced him on mm-hmm. how to do things within his company that was already successful. Like that's more, that means more to me than being like, you know, winning a Grammy really, you know what I mean? As a rapper, that, that'd be cool to win a Grammy, but, but <laughs> can't take that up. away. <laughs> next, next up, but you get what I'm trying to say? Like yeah. those bigger type of like, kind of like everybody's going straight through and they think there's only one way to create this influence. You can go around to something else or another industry and really create impact. And that is actually the, the why. That is actually why the reason. You know what I mean? It's just like I, that when I realized like, yo, why am I doing this? Why does anybody care? And like, why am I competing with these rappers when I don't need to? I already know, you know, I'm dope. I already know like I, I can fight. I already know I got social media. I already know I'm pretty. Or I really know I already make an impact in the ministry. Like mm-hmm. this little girl, you know, I spoke to after the, you know, church or whatever, or that I, I you know, did some missionary work is missionary work. Right. You said ministry work ministry Ministry that's more that's going to as well so in the church so missionary right yeah missionary and and ministry work in ministry so you go there you go to haiti you you really affect you know this child's life who's in poverty or whatever right and that person becomes like a president or you know a a political leader or or that person builds their own church and they said the reason why they did it is because you influenced them to do that that's impact that's yeah. influence. Like that, that's for me, for me. I mean, that's my definition. You guys can come up with whatever you want, but I think that's way bigger than who has the most likes on Instagram. Like yeah. who cares? <laughs> like, yeah. like, silly, for you sure. know what I mean? It's, it's silly. Cause I, I, I used to, I used to gauge off of that. Honestly, I was like, how many views I got? And then I was just like, yo, I have five likes on LinkedIn on this post for my ad, for my rap ad, yeah. but I made a thousand dollars in one minute. Yeah, right. Like, like because those five likes actually bought a rap off of me, mm-hmm. where I was making seventy cents every three months, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I and I had a hundred and I had seventy thousand followers, and I'm like, what was I doing? Like, who cares? You know what I mean? So it's like those real relationships. What are you saying? What are you saying, Marissa? Uh, no, it brings up a good point because I think you know we're Sarah and I are mostly marketing. You're more of like a developer thing but like I think we all get caught up in those likes and like not us personally we know that that doesn't happen overnight or like the followers don't happen overnight 
But I think it kind of reminds me of like when people come to us and say like, make me go viral. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, make what? Me famous. How does that happen? Viral is like happens naturally. We can't make someone go viral. So I think it's, you know, it all goes back to, you know, just really being like authentic in what you are doing for your business. Cause that, like you might meet that one person that will change your business forever just because that's that one out of that five likes. Right. So like, you can't really look at it as like, Oh, I need a thousand likes to be impactful. I need that one person in that five, yeah. five people that liked it that can transform my business. So yeah. Um, I think it's and real quick, just to caveat off of that viral thing. I mean, I went a viral, like I, I know the formula for me, I know what I need to do, but it's a little dangerous on my side. <laughs> Um, because I have very political like subject matter. Um, so I know how to do it for me because I'm at a point where I can do it. Right. But you have to realize the ramifications of going viral um, because you have to be ready for it, one. Mm -hmm. And then before you even go viral, it's all about preparedness. So it's like, okay, I could, you know, say a client comes to you, Marissa, and it's like, yo, like, make us go viral. Okay, well, are you ready? That's what you should ask. Are you ready for this? And then they're like, well, uh, 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 most, most everybody is not yeah. because it's like, you may be ready to get your video out there and like to see the views or whatever, but then yeah. the ramifications and the, the feedback or the backlash, the reason why it's going viral, because it's polarizing something. It's making some, per, some amount of people feel like they are in agreement with what you're saying. And then it's making the other part disagree completely with what you're saying. Right. That's what viral does. It's like, it's making you whatever. Like even the positive videos of the babies laughing, they might be like, oh, but the mother's not holding the baby, leaving the baby. You know, like there's always something. They're like, but why would, why would, why is she filming the baby? Like there's always something to where part of the audience disagrees with what you're doing and the part of the audience agrees with what you're doing. So I know how to create like that viral like vibe, but it's also, you have to be ready as a uh, creator to deal with that viral thing. But like, that's what I would say, you know, the little nugget I give to you is like, ask the clients, Hey, are you ready to go viral? And yeah. they'll be like, uh, and be like, Hey, if we make you go viral, or if you make you actually you make yourself go viral to the client. <laughs> you have, you have to you have to be ready to make yourself go viral and then once you're ready to make yourself go viral I'm letting you know this is the result of everything that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Then you might be put into a box as the political rapper that talks about conservative issues all the time and yeah. you have to deal with that all the time cuz that's what I got put in a box as like mm -hmm. a conservative rapper cuz I started talking about a lot of the issues that were relevant to me but that but then I was just like Hold up, yeah, there's some conservative issues, but I'm also black, so I can't ignore the those issues. <laughs> so I'm just like, or minorities, or like all these other things, or like you know, religion, or whatever, or fighting, or whatever it may may come across. But like, I can't ignore everything, and that's just works for me. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I became aware of that why and like why am I doing this? Right. But you have to, you know, know why you're doing this, and you have to be ready to do this. And you have to just be business minded and mentally strong and, and, and have that. And once you have that, then you might be able to deal with the viral thing, but most people aren't. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think we were, Sarah and I were talking about it, about, um, you know, managing a new account and really yeah. understanding if they get like a ton of requests, like how, how do we direct the traffic? That's customer service. That's part of the experience. It becomes a different thing 
one goal is to like grow your, you know, post regularly and grow your following. But then the other one is like, how do we handle inquiries about a product or a service? Like, uh, we're not part of the company. We're just creating content, but we represent the company. So those are the questions that, that need, and it relates all back to this main topic that we have you on about processes. You have to understand those processes in a business before you can implement any type of marketing, I believe. Don't you agree? Bingo. Yep. So, all right. Well, um, we are going to let you go. We thank you so much for your time. It's been about 50 minutes that you've been on. Um, people need to connect with you on Instagram or LinkedIn. They can look at um, the Marine Rapper on Instagram. Correct. And uh, Raymond Lott on LinkedIn. And uh, we'll put those links in the description is there anything else you want to leave us with yes i do first of all i want to thank you and i want to thank everybody else who's tuned in today uh, with this episode of the business af podcast featuring the marine rapper chris <laughs> sarah and marissa thank you um, i want to thank you guys because without you guys it couldn't happen um i also want to direct traffic to ninjapunchmusic.com because that's my label and I'm trying to, you know, divert a little bit of the attention to my artists because uh, they're very talented. And we got an album dropping on Veterans Day weekend, November 8th, uh, called Sounds Like Freedom, completely funded by Kickstarter, which is amazing. All genres, all military services. And it's gonna be it's gonna be some cool stuff. You can be able to work out to it, you can cry to it, you can share some stories over it, you can just vibe out to it in the car. We'll have some instrumental. We even have some gospel on there, by the way. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, so there's rap, rock, gospel, uh, country. There's pop on there. There's you know controversy because we talk about everything because it's called Sounds Like Freedom because we talk about all sides, liberal, conservative, right. in the middle, whatever. Uh, we just wanted to give uh, these military musicians who are active as well as veterans a platform to talk about the issues that are important to them. So you can stay tuned for that and check that out on ninjapunchmusic.com as well as everywhere when it drops on November 8th on Spotify, iTunes, etc., where music is sold. I'm the Marine Rapper. Thank you so much for having me. This is the Business AF Podcast, where it's all business most of the time. You can listen on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can subscribe to us on YouTube at businessafpod.com. If you like what you hear and you want to let people know, don't forget to tag us using hashtag businessaf.